Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. This week, we are going to uh, take a break from some of the continuations we've done recently, and we are going to jump in to a brand new player. This week's pack prospect is none other than one of my favorite prospects in this draft, not only for the Timberwolves, but just in general, and that is Killian Hayes. So let's take a look as we started off, uh, really kind of going into uh, what makes uh, Killian uh, a solid prospect. Uh, Killian Hayes, pretty good shooter. Uh, currently, he is playing over in, or was playing previously to the pandemic, over in Germany. Uh, but a very good prospect, um, a good shooter. Um, he's a player that can, I guess one of the things that uh, you see from him, first of all, he's very young, and so he still has lots of room to improve. But there's a lot of things uh, to like about his game, uh, as far as I'm concerned, especially with the Wolves. I do think he's able to play the one and the two, so I don't think it's going to be an issue playing him with D'Angelo Russell. I know some people uh, you know, look at what we could possibly do, and they say to themselves, well, what is the best option for the Timberwolves based on the current roster? And while I do think there's some of that, at a certain point you also have to just consider who are the best players because the Wolves don't have a lot of guys on the team where you say this guy is on the team no matter what. There's not, it's not like we're sitting here with a ton of untouchables. There are lots of question marks. I would say, with this roster as it sits. Uh, so now one thing 
that I want to mention is people talk about how Killian Hayes, very good pick-and-roll player. I think that's very important as far as the uh, team is concerned. And there's lots of things to like about that aspect of his game. I'm going to look at some of his most recent statistics uh, from the last season. 11.6 points, 5.3 assists. Uh, he has shown that he's able to do a number of things offensively that are very impressive. Now, uh, can he penetrate? Yes, he can. Can he take jump shots? Yes, he can. There's lots of things uh, to like uh, about his game uh, that really make a lot of sense. Now, uh, 86% from the uh, free throw line, which is very, very solid. That's one thing we've seen from some other prospects that I'm a fan of. You know, Denny of D is a good example of a player that I like, but let's be honest, the stats don't back the stats back up the fact that he just can't shoot, uh, and we haven't seen that issue with uh, a player like Killian Hayes. Uh, so he's able to finish at the hoop, able to shoot, lots of things to like. I, you know, I've seen uh, some comparisons just in terms of some of his capabilities to Harden. Uh, so not that he's going to be James Harden, but just in terms of like some of his ball handling capabilities and uh, things like that. So there's 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 things to watch for there uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, and again, we talked about the really solid level of pick and roll aspect of his game. So that's huge, and I think that's uh, one of those things that you really like. Uh, some people have actually compared him to uh, current Timberwolf D'Angelo Russell. Uh, one thing uh, I saw, you know, a website that has a very good breakdown, I will add in, uh, of Killian Hayes, or at least a look at him, is The Ringer. And they actually have talked recently about how he could be uh, their pick for best player in the draft or top prospect. And I think it's right there. Now, when you look at uh, Killian Hayes, uh, the big difference between him and Russell is defense. Killian Hayes actually can play defense, and you see the hard effort. You see the uh, the good looks on defense that you don't see from a player like D'Angelo Russell. And nobody's going to call D'Angelo Russell even a passable defender at this stage in his career, but he is, uh, in, in some regards, elite offensively. Uh, so Killian Hayes, I just think you could bring him in, and if you're talking about a point guard rotation, of D'Angelo Russell, Killian Hayes, and Jordan McLaughlin. And given that we saw the success the Timberwolves had running uh, small ball lineups with, let's in, you know, specifically, obviously last year we had D'Angelo Russell and Jordan McLaughlin, you can definitely add Hayes into that mix and really have some cool lineup rotations. And I, I would love the addition of Hayes onto the Timberwolves. Makes a ton, a ton of sense. So, but. That's not what we're doing here today. What we are doing is our pack prospect look specifically into his career and the simulations. Now, so far we uh, we have had a championship with Killian Hayes. So the year right now we are in the 2023-2024 uh, season, and we did win the championship. Now I believe I actually believe it was last season. Uh, so very cool there that we were able to uh, previous record by the way. So in the 2022. 2023 season 51 and 31 was the record so we've been very successful um, so far uh, as far as I'm concerned with this team and it's been pretty good and he's done a very good job Killian Hayes has been fantastic and uh, we want to keep that going but a good start to his career let's take a look at how the roster is built so far so we have Killian Hayes now uh, this is just a goofy thing and we had made a trade and this is just how it worked out. We are not uh, putting our necessarily time and effort into this player, but it, it just kind of worked out that we somehow got LaMelo Ball on this team. So we actually don't have D'Angelo Russell anymore. Again, I don't know how that worked out. It was part of a trade, and it was just too good to pass up at the time. So we have Killian Hayes, LaMelo Ball, and Milos, Milos uh, Teodosic. Uh, we actually have him as a two-way prospect, surprisingly. We then have uh, Malik Beasley, Franklin Torres, and Don Floyd are our shooting guards. Malik Beasley, by the way, is all the way up to a 91 at this stage. So very cool there. You then have Josh Akogi. You have Jalen Johnson and Sadrak Nanga. And uh, those are some of our younger pieces, too, at that position. Uh, power forwards, uh, we have Obi Toppin. We have Isaac Okoro. We have Mac Marshall and Nathan, Nate Biddle. So absolutely fantastic forwards. And then you have Carl Towns, of course, Nas Reed. And Dylan Anderson is uh, one of our prospects. So this team is absolutely stacked one of the best teams we've ever put together. So, of course, that plays a role into it, although a lot of those players are players we have tried to grab in previous simulations. But we got a ton of guys from this this coming draft class on this team, surprisingly. Uh, not on purpose. It just worked out that way, given some trades and things like that, as far as moving on from guys like Juancho Hernan Gomez, moving on from D'Angelo Russell. Not one of those things we were trying to do because we want these sims to be 
pretty accurate just as far as the current roster is concerned. But at a certain point, you know, you got to make a trade if, if it's there. And so we did just that. So it's time to jump in to the simulation as we normally do. And we will jump through to the trade deadline. Uh, but other things to discuss as we are starting off this uh, pack prospect look. And there's definitely some interesting storylines as far as the NBA is concerned. Now, we still don't have much of an idea as far as if the NBA season or when it will happen. Is it going to uh, be continued? There's also question marks as far as the draft is concerned and the prep. I've noticed uh, they've talked about how it's supposed to happen um, sooner than later as far as some of the, uh, the pre-draft uh, process portions uh, is concerned. And so we're waiting on that to see what happens with some of those players. And there's been a number of players that have decided to test the waters, which is a little interesting to me just given as of right now there's nowhere to test we don't have any sort of a, a plan in place for the NBA it, there's not going to be a combine as of right now lots of question marks and so how are you going to test the waters if you're really not able to get yourself out there that's just uh, one of the interesting things to me as far as uh, how this process is going to continue time will tell on that obviously and I, I appreciate that Adam Silver at this stage has not really jumped in to the uh, water. He's putting his dipping his toe in when he gets asked questions about the future of the NBA this season. So that's one thing to kind of keep an eye on, one thing to watch for. Obviously, uh, the other thing that's been a big storyline recently is the last dance. I promise you, if you have not watched it, you are absolutely missing out. The last dance has been phenomenal. Uh, really gives you a, uh, if you haven't seen the 30 for 30, of course, uh, for Dennis Rodman, but The Last Dance does give you a pretty good look at Dennis Rodman, some of his uh, career, and there's lots to like. And Dennis Rodman's one of those players that I just absolutely love as a player, and he's a very interesting person, to say the least. But uh, so incredibly skilled, and there's so many things to like about whether it's his defense, whether it's his ability to rebound. I mean, definitely one of the best individual defenders we've ever seen in the league. I mean, such a high-level player, both for the Pistons and for the Bulls. So there's lots of like there. And, uh, again, one of my favorite players. Uh, one thing that just got uh, happened last night, and it, it's just a formality, but LaMelo Ball, who we do have on this team technically, uh, did just declare officially for the 2020 NBA draft. So that's one thing that was going to happen. We all knew it, but it now is official. And, actually, as that occurs to us, we just got an offer. We got offered Tyrese Maxey and a second-round pick. For LaMelo Ball, we are going to pass on that. Although I, Tyrese Maxey is another player, another prospect that I do really like. So there's lots to like about him. But at this point, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense for us. You know, one thing we talked about as far as the last dance is concerned, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas was a player that kind of gets talked about a little bit. Although, if you really want to dive into him, the 30 for 30 on the bad boy Pistons is probably going to be your best option. But kind of interesting, Ball is Life tweets this out. Isaiah Thomas scored 43 points. 25 and a quarter on a strain on a sprained ankle in a finals game. I mean, how about that? I mean, in some of these other games they talk about 25 points, 24 assists, 10 rebounds of just two turnovers. He had a 30 point game with 14 of 20 from the field with 20 assists, 23 points, 25 assists, 47 points, 17 assists, 40 points, 17 assists. Absolutely incredible. A lot of people I don't think realize just how good Isaiah Thomas was. And what's kind of cool is that was actually quote-tweeted by LeBron James. He says, absolute monster. Had that ball on a string. Layup package was next level. Pull-up game, phenomenal. Nothing he couldn't do. And to add on, he was a dog. East side of Chi-Town breed. I mean, seriously, one of the best players that we, we've had in the history of basketball. Just a fantastic player. Uh, lots of things to like about him. Uh, as far as the other aspects of what we're looking at, Here's a question that I, I found kind of interesting. Someone posed on Twitter, and they say, agree or disagree? Lonzo Ball will be an NBA All-Star at least one season in his career. I'm going to actually go with no. I don't think he will. I think his brother will. I think uh, LiAngelo, or sorry, definitely not LiAngelo, LaMelo Ball will. And actually, a funny thing about the Ball family, that it was just announced they signed, all three of them, including LiAngelo, signed to a Jay-Z's uh, management team uh, of Rock Nation. Uh, that's going to be kind of an interesting thing to see what happens there. Uh, you know, time will tell on all those careers. They're all 
sorry, I should say Lonzo and LaMelo are going to have very good careers. I think ultimately it's going to be LaMelo having the best one, but I am a huge fan of Lonzo Ball. I think he does a ton of stuff well. He's improved his jump shot, which is fantastic. That's something his brother's going to need to do. You know, the funny thing is the best of the, sh- the best of the Ball brothers as far as shooting is concerned, in my eyes, was LiAngelo, but he's the one that's going to have a, a less of a career when all is said and done. Uh, they, uh, by the way, as far as LaMelo is concerned, Ball was actually under professional category of early entry candidates uh, distributed to teams Tuesday night. That's from Shams. Uh, so that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. They say virtual pre-draft process can now begin with teams. So uh, there's interesting things going on there. As far as uh, really big-name headlines, there's not a whole lot going on in the NBA, obviously, with this downtime. So that's why we, we do these focuses on other things, such as the pack prospects, because we really want to give you good content during this pandemic. I think this is a great way to do it, just to kind of deep dive or take a look at some of the possibilities for the Timberwolves in this draft class. All right, so we are just about towards the, we're about midway point, I guess, of January, and we are sitting at a 32-8 and eight record. Sorry, 33-8. and eight. We are very, very uh, high level, 100% chemistry. I mean, it's as good as it gets right now. This team is absolutely rolling. I don't know specifically this, but I'm guessing we're the number one team in the league record-wise. Uh, that would make the most sense. Uh, here's a good time. We are on a we're on a pretty big win streak here. We've won. Uh, let's see, we're talking seven straight games. About to make it eight, hopefully. Yep, eight straight games, which is pretty cool. And even that, uh, we're actually on about a 14 and one run as far as the team is concerned. So I mean, a lot to like there. We're gonna hit likely 40 wins before before the All Star break even happens. I mean, let that sink in. And I'm, I'm curious, do any of our young, talented players make it to the All-Star game? I think that's a, an interesting thing to kind of look at. And we're actually, again, about to hit where they actually decide that. And so we'll see how the teams actually kind of mash out. Let's take a look and, and see who's actually on the team. Let's uh, auto-draft everybody. It's, let's see. So first we have Team Giannis. No one's starting there for us. And no one's starting on Team Luca either. And let's see, as far as the bench is concerned, Carl makes it. Carl Towns is now a five-time All-Star at this point. Very cool to see. But none of the other young pieces have made it to the All-Star game, at least as of yet. So, you know, it's obviously there's more time. This is very early in Killian Hayes' career. Again, he's only 18 years old. So he's got a, a long career ahead of him, as far as I'm concerned. Let's take a look at the roster. Has anyone kind of made jumps? Uh, Killian Hayes is actually up to an 88 overall, which is cool to see. You got uh, obviously your top players, Carl Towns and Malik Beasley, a 92 and a 91, respectively. Uh, let's take a look at some of the statistics that we've seen uh, so far in this simulation. All right, here we go. So, player stats, and we have, let's see, Towns is averaging 18 points, Malik Beasley, 17 and a half. Uh, Towns is also averaging three assists and just under 10 rebounds per game, which is cool. But how about the man of the hour, Killian Hayes? Uh, 14 and a half points. Uh, let's see, f- just under five rebounds per game, just under six assists per game. He's getting two steals uh, per game, which is cool to see. He is shooting uh, 46% from the field and 30, almost 40% from three. And as far as the free throw percentage, 87, sorry, almost 89%. So, you know, we're talking to uh, someone going for that, that uh, 50, 40, 90. Uh, it's definitely doable, I think, in his career. Do we have any players that are available for contract extensions? The only one is Carl Towns. Obviously, we're going to re-sign him. And then we move on to the second half of the season. We'll simulate through this, and then we'll come back at you at the end of the season. Take a look at superlatives, the record, and see how the team uh, ended up finishing and go through the playoffs. See if this team can make a run and go for another championship. Again, this is the pack prospect. Look at Killian Hayes. For the Timberwolves, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing But Net Channel, and we are the Howl. All right, let's dive in here. We have MVP Giannis, no surprise there. Rookie of the Year is Amoni Bates, another no surprise there. Lonzo Ball is your sixth man of the year. We talked about him earlier. Kind of cool to see that for him. You have Giannis' Defensive Player of the Year. Most improved is Warren Alexander. Can't say I know him. And Quinn Steiner is Coach of the Year, actually. They ended up uh, being a little better than us. We finished 60-22. Uh, and 22. 93% chemistry. Let's take a look at the All-NBA teams. And it looks like, unfortunately, no one made it for our team, which is which is uh, unfortunate. We, we were hoping to uh, find someone to make that list. Obviously, part of what we are judging here is 
can these players make all NBA teams? We've obviously seen that with Denny Abdiya multiple times, MVP awards. Uh, the sky is the limit for some of these players. And that's why Denny is still the leader in the clubhouse at this point. Let's take a look here. We are the number one seed in the West. It's interesting. Uh, we're taking on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, so game one goes to us. Can we keep it going? Uh, wow, 1-1. They, they tie it up. We do win game three. We win game four. We're up three games to one. And do we close it out? Ooh, three to two. They're trying to make a comeback here, but nope. We close it out four games to two. We're taking on the Pel the five-seed Pelicans, who actually took out the four-seed Phoenix Suns. And here we go. Game number one goes to the Timberwolves. Hope we can make a run here. 2-0, oh, we are up. Uh, they steal one. Oh, they steal two in New Orleans. We are up 3-2, and we move on four games to two. And we are taking on the two-seed, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and actually over across the board in the east, the one-seed Atlanta Hawks and the two-seed Milwaukee Bucks made it as well. So it's kind of a tale of the tape here. Let's take a look at this round. We are up 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. Wow, tried to go for the sweep, but it wasn't meant to be. We do lose one game. So it is the one-seed Wolves moving on. We win four games to one, and we are taking on the one-seed Atlanta Hawks. This should be a pretty good matchup here, obviously, with the Trey Young-led uh, team. Here we go, simulating the round. We are up 1-0. 1-1, we are tied. We are down 2-1. 2-2, it's tied. 3-2, we're up, and we win it four games to two. We are NBA champions. Wow, Nas Reed is your NBA Finals MVP. Uh, very impressive there. I don't know that I've... Nah, I feel like we've seen that before, but he's only an 85 overall at this stage, so uh, very impressive that he's able to do that. Maybe we'll have to put a little more uh, effort into him as a prospect. I don't know that we had put a ton of our training camps into him just because we have so many other young players that make some sense, but we're also not trying to take away from the man that we're focusing on, and that is Killian Hayes. So we jump ahead. Now we're at the league meetings. Uh, the, some things got approved, but nothing that we're really trying to change. Uh, as far as the sim is concerned, so we'll pass on all of those things. And then we jump ahead to the draft lottery, and we'll see uh, what ends up uh, happening there. Kind of an interesting uh, piece. I think we might have a, a, tr a pick or two. Let's take a look here, and we possibly do. We're just going to skip to those uh, results. We actually do have the seventh pick. And then, uh, surprisingly, we have the 24th pick, but then the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th, and the 30th pick. So we made some trades that did not work out well in terms of the value, but uh, still good overall. Uh, we'll jump ahead now to either the draft or free agency and see how the team is looking there. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl. And so instead, what we're actually going to do, we actually jumped ahead to the season, uh, finished all the off-season activities, and we'll, we jumped ahead to that. So everyone's re-signed. We got everything set up. Let's go over the roster currently. So point guards, we have Killian Hayes, LaMelo Ball, we have two-way prospects, Stacey Watkins and Abri Abraham Wagner. We then have shooting guards, Malik Beasley, Franklin Torres, Don Floyd, and we have our uh, international prospect, Mattia DeLuca. As far as small forwards go, we have Josh Okogie, Jalen Johnson, and Sadrak uh, Nanga. Power forwards, we have Sheldon Hines, Isaac Okoro, Mac Marshall, and Nate Biddle. In centers, Carl Towns, Nas Reed, and Dylan Anderson. So some very good prospects, as well as a pretty good players uh, at the top as well. So we should have a pretty a pretty solid squad, uh, I would say, going into this season. I'm curious as to how they have the minutes. By the way, Killing Hayes is up to an 88 overall now. We have Malik Beasley at a 91. Carl Towns is a 91. Isaac Okoro is an 83. We're actually using him as a kind of a small ball four. And then Jalen Johnson is our three. And uh, Okoro at the four makes a lot of sense given he fits that that player type or that mold that you have Rosas looking for in a potential four next to the Towns. So I like our chances. I think we've got a pretty good shot at least starting off strong. I'm not going to say that anything's a guarantee at this point, but I do think we could uh, make a bit of a splash. And that's all you're kind of hoping to do, at least uh, in turn at the beginnings of the season. Uh, an interesting offer, not a good offer, but an interesting offer. Clint Capella and a first for Nas Reed and Mattia DeLuca. Uh, we will decline that trade and move forward. Uh, as we are starting off this simulation, uh, one thing I want to go over is uh, some interesting news has kind of started to pop up in the NBA world. And as far as uh, talkers is concerned, I think these are uh, pretty important points. Uh, 
players, it sounds like, are, are pretty much all in on wanting to start the season or wanting to at least uh, do the season. Chris Haynes from Yahoo, uh, from Yahoo Sports uh, sources, NBA superstars LeBron James, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Stephen Curry held a private conference call on Monday and established a united front in favor of continuing this or resuming the season. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, they say towards the end of the call, discussing the ramifications of the coronavirus pandemic, all parties were in agreement to take the court with proper safety measures once the league is given the green light to commence. So very cool as far as fans are concerned. And I got to say, appreciate what the players are willing to do if this does happen. But of course, I don't want to see basketball unless it's coming back safely. Uh, you know, I personally am a small business owner and I understand there's risks involved. And, and, and based on what, what I do, I have not opened my doors. Now, I don't really, uh, number one, I don't see myself in my current form as essential. I do a uh, computer repair. But the one thing I will add is that based on uh, here in Minnesota where we are, based on what uh, the qualifications are to be essential or to be one of the businesses that could be opened, uh, I, I currently don't uh, fall under that either. So eventually I do think the NBA will get the green light. But again, a lot of that's going to be uh, having testing available for all the players. It's going to be uh, living in a bubble, so to speak, which we've talked about this in the past. It's going to be much simpler for NBA players to do that than baseball, just given the uh, the magnitude and the amount of players and the fact that it would probably just be playoffs. I, I think they haven't really said that specifically, but to me it makes sense that you would just jump right into the playoffs. And as a Wolves fan, let's be honest, uh, we'd probably prefer that because then we're sitting here at we have the best odds right now at the top pick. Now, would I love to watch Timberwolves basketball? Of course I would. Uh, who wouldn't uh, as a Wolves fan? But, you know, long term, probably the best thing if they just jump right into the playoffs. And logistically, it's probably going to be the best option for the NBA as well. A lot less players, a lot less personnel to have to worry about if you go in with the playoffs in mind as opposed to finishing off any portion of the regular season. So um, they say, in addition, so Chris Paul, the president of the Players Association, is the one that arranged the call and, in, and obviously include the players that we discussed. They say the group's decision is expected to hold significant weight in the decision-making process for the rest of the league's players when it's time to deliberate on whether to restart the season. They keep saying restart the season, but again, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I do think it would be where they would jump into the playoffs specifically. Now, I'm not... I don't have any inside knowledge to that, but again, logistically, to me, that makes the most sense. Uh, in a conference call with players on Friday, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver stated that he couldn't guarantee the safety of the players if play resumed in a city where they would be quarantined, but assured them the league would do everything in its power to make the safest conditions possible. Uh, kind of interesting. I, I, don't, I feel like you could guarantee the safety of the players if you do do it like we've talked about the the bubble style city in a place like Orlando or in a place like Las Vegas, I th I think that's that's doable to me. So, um, but what they did say, uh, what he after he said this, uh, that did not sit well with some players. Uh, with a vaccine not expected to be available for a year or two, who knows on the vaccine front what's going to happen there? We're not even sure right now if if there's if there's going to be um, herd immunity. There's questions about whether you can get the virus still. Um, after you've already had it, so getting it a second time. Uh, there's so many questions. I am not an expert. I'm reading a lot of the same things that you're, li that you're reading or you're listening to. Um, so there's a lot of stuff up in the air as far as this virus is concerned and the NBA. But at least that we're seeing maybe uh, a sliver of light at the end of the tunnel. They say uh, the majority of players who are essentially eliminated from postseason contention would rather the league start back up with the top eight teams in each conference competing in some sort of playoff. For some players out of the playoff picture, there's concern a canceled season could negatively affect the next CBA. Silver said he doesn't have to make a decision on the season until some point in June. So lots of time. Well, not lots of time as we're sitting here, you know, almost halfway through May. But we do have some time. And so that's one thing to consider and, and one thing to watch for. Uh, it's at least something uh, of a step in the right direction or at least, you know, something positive. Uh, they do say here... Uh, NBA PA M regional rep Tim McCormick's group text to players. He wrote, Michelle Roberts asked me, asked me to reach out and ask a simple question. Do you want the season to start again? 
So there you go. Uh, players uh, are going to be asked, and uh, that question will be answered. Again, I think there's a lot of team, a lot of players out there that are probably saying to themselves, "I don't want to come back if I'm out of the playoff contention." But uh, how about from Minnesota's perspective, from specific players, guys like Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez that are fighting for that next contract, uh, especially Malik Beasley that wants this to be a big contract. He turned down ten million a year. Uh, that's a substantial amount of money to turn down. And the reason he turns it down is because he wants more than that. Now, given how well he played in the, um, I think it was around 14 games or so with the Wolves, I do think he's going to get more than $10 million. I do. Uh, I think he makes somewhere in that 10 to 15 range. That seems likely to me. Uh, you know, some people think maybe higher than that. I don't know that that's realistic. So we'll see. Uh, you know, time will tell on that as well. We just got offered a trade, Zach Levine and a first-round pick. For Killian Hayes in a first-round pick, definitely not doing that. I like, you know, I, I like Zach Levine, but this is the Killian Hayes prospect watch. It doesn't make any sense to trade him. There goes your whole thing. So here we are at the trade deadline, and we are absolutely dominating. 41-11 and 11 is the record so far. I mean, come on. That's, that's a, a huge step in the right direction. A lot to like about what the team has done so far. Trade deadline. Let's take a look at uh, kind of the roster, see if there's anything that makes sense. So one thing that uh, LaMelo Ball is on a one-year contract. We actually can't re-sign him. We don't have the money. We tried to in the offseason. just wasn't in the cards. And again, we're not trying to take away from Killian Hayes by adding in, like, these top young players. That's not the point. We also did not – we haven't been investing in those players in terms of training camps, things like that. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Let's take a look at contract extensions if anyone's available and everyone's ineligible, unfortunately. So except for so Don Floyd uh, is going to test free agency and then Josh Akogi is undecided. Josh Akogi's expecting to make thirty nine million dollars. Uh, I don't think so, buddy. That's a that's way too much money. <laughs> it just is. And I'm a big Josh Akogi fan. Uh, I think given our record, it makes probably the most sense to not make any drastic moves or make any sort of trades. We are going to stick with the status quo for now and go from there. Let's jump ahead um, to the end of the season, and we will go from there. So we'll send this out and come back at Superlatives and the playoffs. You're listening to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net, all basketball, all the time. We are back with Superlatives. Final record, by the way, 63-19. and Absolutely fantastic. MVP is Giannis. Rookie of the year is Roberto Gonzalez. Sixth man of the year is Russell Russell Westbrook. Sixth man of the year with the Rockets. Okay, then. Uh, defensive player of the year is Giannis. No shock there. Most improved is Amoni Bates. And coach of the year is none other than our guy, Ryan Saunders. Getting the job done. Let's take a look if anyone made all NBA teams for the Timberwolves. And no, no one made that. No one made the list, surprisingly. Let's take a look here at, uh, so we're the number one overall seed. Interestingly, let's see, do we have any injuries? Because that is one thing to keep in mind. We have been, we have been keeping injuries on during, uh, these, um, during these simulations that we've done. So let's take a look and see if, if what we're working with here. Jalen Johnson, left knee tendonitis, is going to be out for one to two weeks. That hurts. He's one of our best players. Uh, I think we can manage, though. Here we go, round number one, taking on the Denver Nuggets. We are up 1-0, 2-0. Can we go for maybe a sweep? Up 2-1, Denver's coming back. 2-2, Denver takes two games in Denver. 3-2, we are up, and we take it four games to two. We are taking on the Pelicans, who were the five seed, beat the four seed Memphis Grizzlies. Here we go, round number two. Game one goes to the Pelicans. Game two goes to us. Game three goes to us. Game four to them tied it back up. We are up three games to two, though. Three, three, and wow, we get eliminated in round number two. Not a good look for Killian Hayes. Uh, that definitely is a, a bit of a head-scratcher to me. Did someone get hurt in this in the series? That would be my one question. And Oh, yep, Carl Towns, our best player Got a spinal injury, and he's out for the season. I have never seen that. I've seen broken back. Uh, maybe it's this is some form of that. But, yeah, back injury, done for the season. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. You know, one reason you're going to lose games is if you're missing your best player. Uh, kudos to Killian Hayes. Let's see what he was able to do in that game number seven. 
So we did not ha- we did not have Carl Towns at all in that game. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Let's take a look at Killian Hayes' numbers. Very solid performance. 17 points, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 8 of 14 shooting. Um, just 1 of 3 from 3, but that's all right. Uh, pretty good. Uh, wow, Isaac Okoro has become a monster from 3-point range. And anyone that knows Isaac Okoro's game, uh, that would be a game changer for him if he became a consistent shooter because he is a phenomenal defender. But it was not meant to be. We lost a close one, 138 to 135. And again, that's going to do it for our 2025 season. Killian Hayes actually is going to get a little bit of a second chance or a second life here as the game, for some reason, reset and brought us back to the start of the playoffs. So trying to come back at the offseason and uh, no dice. We have no games played yet in the 2025 playoffs. So here we go. This is going to be interesting. The uh, the big difference is going to be no Carl Towns injury now. So Carl Towns obviously hurt his back very seriously. Jalen Johnson is still hurt. Um, That was already a thing. But as of right now, Carl Towns is healthy. Let's take a look if, with Carl Towns healthy, can he make it uh, that next step? Can he get that championship? To me, there's no excuse with how good this team is. They should be able to win a championship. And they do start off 4-0, so already a better start for this Timberwolves squad. Now we're taking on the four-seed Memphis Grizzlies, unfortunate for the Pelicans. The Pelicans actually uh, had made it to round two, and this time they actually get swept 4-0. So uh, a second chance is not working out so well for some of these teams. Uh, 1-0, we are up in round number two. 2-0, Wolves looking for a double sweep, and they do not get it. As Wow, Memphis starts to come back, but we do win it four games to two. Let's just take a look. This was the series where Carl Towns ended up getting injured, and he is fully healthy. So no excuse now for Killian Hayes to make it to the championship and win it. Here we go. It is the Western Conference Finals. Uh, We are up two games to one. 2-2. It is tied. 3-2. We're up 4-2. We are moving on. And we are taking on the 76ers. Let's take a look at that box score, see who did what for the Wolves. Uh, Carl Towns was dominant with 22-14-6. Killian Hayes with a solid 16-6-3, though. Uh, Pretty solid numbers there. And here we are in the championship taking on the Sixers. We are up 1-0, 2-1. We're up 3-1 and 4-1 championship. Here we come for our guy, Killian Hayes. Not really much you can complain about there. I would say that's uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive, at least in terms of what we are, what you're hoping for. Now, of course, that is now how many? That's right, three championships for Killian Hayes. So 21-22, 23-24, and 24-25. So he is uh, not as successful as Danny Abdia, but he is up there. He is moving up that list. I would say he's uh, well on his way to being one of the top players that these pack prospects uh, simulate out. And so we're going to make sure we pass on and that this actually gets saved this time. Again, the 2025 championship goes to Killian Hayes and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jumping ahead to the league meetings as we jump into the offseason. And uh, there's not a whole lot going on there. Everything was rejected, not by us, but by the actual uh, computer simulation. Uh, Jumping into the draft lottery, and it looks like we have the potential for a number of picks uh, that could be interesting. Let's just kind of scroll through here and uh, take a look and see how the team does. So let's see, 14 is the Spurs, and they hold firm, so nothing changes there. Next up at 13, we have the Golden State Warriors. Golden State, uh, they do stick. It's It seems surprising, but lately we've been seeing teams start to jump. Uh, this is us now at number 12. Can we move up? And it is us at number 12. Again, we've got a really talented team. Not a lot of needs, although we will be losing likely LaMelo Ball because we can't afford to keep him. And that's okay because he isn't a player we are ho- counting on to build around. The only player that that really needs to be a standstill on this roster is Killian Hayes. And I guess, of course, you know, guys like uh, D'Angelo Russell were, but we ended up trading him and that was how we got LaMelo Ball. But uh, Carl Towns, Nas Reed, so you do have a lot of those Timberwolves mainstays. So, so far, no one is moving up. Oh, and just as I say that, The Lakers have leapfrogged into the top four. So there you go. They were at nine, and they moved up. Eight is the Orlando Magic. So that sticks uh, the way it's supposed to. Here we have the Kings. And uh, it looks like maybe the Kings moved up. Yep, the Kings have leapfrogged into the top four. 
Uh, very interesting there. At number six, we have the Utah Jazz, and uh, they do stick at pick number six. I do think we have an option of getting a higher pick here, but it may be out the door just uh, given the fact that uh, it had protections on it. So I don't think we end up getting the pick. Let's take a look here. Uh, at four ends up being the Lakers. Uh, so another team it looks like has moved up, and it looks like we are going to lose the pick we could have potentially had. So I believe it was maybe the Clippers pick. So we shall see here. Uh, at number two, it is number two is the Clippers. And uh, they talk about how they've been in the lottery two straight years. And it looks like the number one pick is going to the Chicago Bulls. So we did lose our secondary pick uh, in this draft, unfortunately, because of the protections. Now, we do still have uh, some other picks, later round picks. Uh, team, good, some of the better teams in the league, uh, such as the Sixers and the Bucks, And then actually uh, the Pelicans uh, were willing to trade us picks. So we do have other options. And we actually traded our own pick, I believe. So we won't have to worry about that. We'll come back at you later on in the offseason and see how the team is shaping up. And we will go from there. You're listening to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. All basketball, all the time. We are going into what is going to be the last season of uh, this simulation for this week. This is the 25-26 season. And this team is absolutely stacked. We did have to make the tough decision of getting rid of Nas Reed keeping Carl Towns, and then in order to keep Jalen Johnson. So point guards, we have Killian Hayes and two-way player Dave Griffin. We then have Malik Beasley, Franklin Torres, Mattia DeLuca, although Mattia DeLuca, I apologize, actually is still over in Europe. And then you have Don Floyd. Then we look at the small forwards. We have Jalen Johnson, who also can play some point guard, which is why we're set there. Josh Akogi, Sadrak uh, Nanga, and then we also drafted a guy named Charlie Steele, which, fantastic name, by the way. For the power forward position, we have a lot of guys, but there are some players with some position flexibility, so that's good. We have Sheldon Hines, Isaac Okoro, Nate Biddle, Rayvon Griffin. We have Freddie Best and Bill Rhodes were two players we actually drafted who are uh, younger. Or sorry, Bill Rhodes actually is our two-way prospect. So a couple options there. And then you have Carl Towns and Jim Bryant. Jim Bryant is 20 years old. Uh, just a 72 overall, and hopefully he doesn't have to play much because we have other guys that can play the four as well as the five. So we'll see what happens there. We are jumping right into it, and let's uh, start simming ahead through to the trade deadline. Now, for anyone that hasn't paid attention, there's lots of stuff going on as far as the possibilities for NBA season are concerned. Uh, a few things that were brought to my attention that, I mean, makes sense. Um, but the reasons why we actually might see what you'd ex uh, a little different than what we originally expected as far as a potential season. Uh, some people have started to convince me maybe we're going to actually get more than just the playoffs. And a lot of that has to do with uh, TV contracts, uh, especially spe specifically regional TV deals and uh, how many games have to be played and shown on the network. And so there are uh, reasons to be optimistic if you are one of those people that wants there to be a regular season, or to be regular season games, I should say, so a continuation of where they were already at. Personally, I just think that's so difficult because now you're talking not just 16 teams but 30 teams, plus you have obviously their staff. Uh, it just makes the bubble have to be a lot larger. And then you're also talking about more interactions. So if you're on a team, instead of being in a series against one team, uh, every single day it changes who you're going to be in contact with. So it does make it more uh, difficult, I think, for the season to come back. But I understand there's some financial things as well. A lot of the players want to come back, at least the, the names we've heard. And those are the high-name players. We don't know about the rest of the league. We don't know what the issues are there. We don't know what the NBA PA is going to do. There's lots of things that are up in the air. Uh, time will tell on that, of course. But at this point, if I had to guess, I do think we are going to get basketball games. Uh, whether that is playoffs whether that is regular season as well uh, it's tough to say at this point but i do think uh things are looking a little more optimistic and uh fingers crossed they can find a way to come back safely i think that's the key is being able to come back safely uh, the one thing adam silver did touch on is that if they're going to come back they have to determine that if a player tests positive or if someone on the team tests positive the only way it makes sense to come back is if you're willing to keep playing uh, things to keep in mind, the WWE obviously has been growing this whole time pretty successfully. 
and uh, other leagues have done it and just said, look, if there's a positive test, we deal with it, but we're not going to cancel. So a lot of it's going to come down to that. And if you're a player, let's say you're a player on a team that isn't going to make the playoffs. I do think that's a lot of pressure on you because you're sitting there going, what is it? What's really like, what am I really fighting for here? Uh, I'm giving up safety and I'm going to go come back to the league. But I mean, I definitely think if you're a player, you probably have some question marks there. So that's another thing to kind of watch for uh, and to keep an eye on as uh, things start to progress. It sounds like sometime in the next four to six weeks, we'll probably have was four to six. It might have been two to four. Two to four, I believe, is what it was. We're going to have some sort of clarity on the situation, according to Adam Silver. So we will see what happens there. So let's look at the, how the team is actually doing. Very successful, 25-6 and six record as we hit January. So this team is firing on all cylinders to say the least we've had a number of trade offers come through but nothing that really jumps off the page nothing that's really going to get you to bite given that your team is already having this much success there's not really a reason uh to to do anything else you might as well just keep going let things just kind of keep uh coming at us as we go here we are about midway through january uh, still with just six losses so very impressive there and we're going to jump ahead i think to the end of the season so we'll finish off this portion of the simulation we're not going to really look to make any trades we do have a couple of players that are going to expire and we're not going to be able to afford to give them extended contracts but that's okay the goal is to win championships and we're well on our way to doing just that uh, as we take a break here we are 31 and 8 you're listening to dash radio's nothing a channel we are the howl this is pack prospects and this is a highlight of killian hayes on the minnesota timberwolves season is starting to come to a close we are at the middle point in March. We are 48-16, and 16, so the team continues to play really, really well. You know, you've had a couple times where it's maybe uh, two losses in a row, but nothing major. We've been very fortunate injury-wise, knock on wood, and we'll see what happens uh, to finish off this season. Of course, uh, a two-game losing streak right as I say that, and we're hitting the end of March, 52-18. and 18. So, I mean, come on, that's that's as good as it gets. We've got about 12 games, sorry, 12 games left uh, on the schedule. Uh, a few more losses than you'd like towards the end of the season here. Um, we've lost three out of the last five, now four of the last six. So we'll come to the end of the season, we'll see. Maybe someone got injured. Uh, we have had in a number of these pack prospect simulations, Carl, Town gets, Carl Towns gets seriously hurt, and so we're going to hope that nothing like that occurred. But, again, uh, <laughs> anything's possible when you're doing these simulations and you have the injuries on. So... Very, very interesting here. Let's see, 58 and, sorry, 56 and 20 is the 40, 57 and 20 is we get another win against the Suns. And we are currently on a five-game win streak. So we've got some good momentum, hopefully heading into the playoffs. Six-game win streak. Let's keep it going. Seven games. And we just hit the 60 win total. Two games left on the season. Got a win against Denver. And here we go. Are we going to have 62 wins? And we do. 62 and 20 is the final record. Let's take a look at superlatives. Trey Young is your MVP. Wow, haven't seen that too often. Uh, we have Donald Bayless is your rookie of the year. Sixth man of the year is Scotty Lewis. Defensive player of the year is Giannis, so he's not going quietly. And most improved is Chandler Wilson. Coach of the year is, of course, none other than our guy, Ryan Saunders. Let's take a look and see who makes the All NBA teams. Uh, Jalen Johnson, good thing we re signed him. He is All NBA second team. And no one else makes the list, unfortunately. How about all defensive? And wow, Josh Akogi, all defensive second team. But unfortunately, he is out for the season. He fractured his lower left leg. So that's a huge loss for this team. And of course, we wouldn't have anyone on the all-rookie team. So let's take a look. Is he the only one we're missing? Now, Josh Akogi is a huge loss. We have Josh Kogi out, and then we're also missing... Well, he's hurt. But Sheldon Hines has left shin splints. Uh, we'll see. I think it's a big loss to not have Josh, but we do have some depth, so hopefully we can pull it off. And we do have our guy Killian, who is trying. I mean, come on. If you're going to be uh, one of the best players here, you've got to get wins when it counts, even when your team is missing guys. 3-1, we are up, by the way, against the Houston Rockets. 3-2 as the Rockets try to come back. 3-3, whoo, and it was a nail-biter. But seven games, we take it. Let's take a look at that box score and who led the way. Killian Hayes with 13 points, five rebounds, nine assists, a steal, Ah, eight turnovers. Ugh, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And let's see, Carl Towns. Carl Towns is a very pedestrian, 12 points. 
Interesting there. But other guys pick up the slack, obviously. Round number two, we're taking on the Pelicans. We are down 1-0. 1-1, we tie it back up. 2-1. 3-1, we're up as we're looking pretty good. And 4-1, we take it. Moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Taking on Memphis again. Uh, we took them on last year. Can we continue? Let's go to the finals. It is Minnesota taking on Memphis. We are up two games to zero, three games to zero, and just like that, a sweep. Taking on the Hawks. Hawks might be a little bit winded as they had to go to six games here. Let's take a look quick at that box score for the Grizzlies game. And our guy Killian, 17 points, five rebounds, 12 assists, just a single turnover. Four steals and a block. Fantastic. Maybe Killian's trying to find his way into that MVP talk for the finals. Let's take a look here. Game number one. We are up 1-0 on the Hawks. 2-0. 2-1 as they fight back. 2-2 they fight back. Three games, two we're up, and four games to two, we take it. Who is your MVP? Jalen Johnson. I guess not a total surprise. He was all NBA second team. Uh, very impressive there. Let's take a look at our guy, Killian. Another impressive game. Four turnovers isn't great, but two blocks, a steal, two assists, seven rebounds, and 19 points. And you had another uh, pedestrian, 14 points for Towns. But, oh, five of 17 shooting, too. So Towns is... Uh, he was only 29, 30 years old at this stage in his career, but he's definitely on the downtick a little bit. He has had some issues. Most impressive is we did that without one of our best players in Josh Okogie. Definitely our best defender. Very impressive there. So we're talking Killian Hayes has won almost every single championship since he's joined the league. A very impressive there, and that's where we're going to end this week's show. We'll come back to this, of course. We need to see more Killian Hayes, more of his career, see how he stacks up against other pack prospects you've been listening to the howl this has been dash radio's nothing that channel all basketball all the time make sure you tune in every week we are on wednesdays from 2 p.m central standard time to 4 p.m central standard time and saturdays 10 a.m to noon central standard time as well if you miss any part of our show on dash radio make sure you tune in via the podcast form and we're found everywhere iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podium, anywhere great podcasts are found. And until next week, let me get a howl. Introducing the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio. The Roadcaster Pro is a true world-first all-in-one console solution for podcasters of all levels, featuring four microphone channels, Bluetooth, USB, and TRRS inputs, eight color-coded sound effect pads, four high-power headphone outputs, and more. The Roadcaster Pro is professional podcasting made easy. Available in stores this December. Visit www.road.com for more information. Once again, that's www.rode.com.